0: In the Nahmaduhu Nahmedu and Estarino, who are Nesta of Ferro, when I would do villa, he means Shurure and Fusina, Wominsaye Ati Amarina, Menyadi Hilla, who feller, Movilella, Woman Yodel Fala, Hadiella, Wash Hadoan La, Illa, Hilallah, who wached the Hula Shari Kala, Wash Hadoan Mohammed and Abduhu or So continuing from where we left off last week we were talking about the hadith of Abu Thar Al Ghifari anhu the sallallahu alayhi فيما the hadith qudsi narrated by Abu Thar Al Ghifari from the prophet وسلم, who narrates from Allah a hadith qudsi and in this hadith the beginning of it we did last time where Allah subhanahu wa stated يَا عِبَادِي إِنِّي حَرَّمْتُ الظُّلْمَ عَلَى Nafsi. O my servants, I have made oppression haram upon myself. وَجَعَلْتُهُ بَيْنَكُمْ مُحَرَّمًا And I have made it haram between yourselves. فَلَا تَظَالَمُوا So do not oppress each other. And we mentioned that the oppression is different types. The greatest type of oppression is the oppression between the servant and Allah. And that is shirk that a person commits shirk. The other type of oppression was between the servant and himself, and that was through sinning. And the third type of oppression was that a person oppresses other people, and that on the Day of Judgment, if the person does not repent prior to that, prior to death, then on the Day of Judgment, the rights will be returned to the people. The rights will be returned to those who oppress the others. They were the different types of oppression. So here, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentioned, "Wa tuhu I have made it haram between yourselves. "Falat hadalamu." So do not oppress each other. Then Allah said, "Ya 'abdى كلُّكم ضالٌ إلا من هديتُه فاستهدوني أهْدِكُم. Oh, my servants, all of you are misguided except for those whom I guide. So seek my guidance and I will guide you. All of you are misguided apart from those whom I guide. So seek my guidance and I will guide you. And that is what we were mentioning last time with regards to guidance. That this is one of the greatest blessings of Allah upon us. The greatest blessing being that guidance in understanding the Quran and the Sunnah. Guiding us to Islam, guiding us to Tawheed. And the guidance we mentioned was two types. What were the two types of guidance? From Allah. One type of guidance is from Allah, the Hidayatul Tawfiq. And that type of guidance, none of us are able to do it. That is guidance that only Allah is able to give, to guide the hearts of the people, for them to accept. And what about the other type of guidance? So Hidayatul Dilala wal Irshad The type of guidance whereby you direct the people to the truth And you explain to the people the truth You clarify the correct pathway from the false That type of da'wah, all of us can do that The prophets and the messengers, they did that And the people, they are able to do that But the second level of guidance Hidayatul Tawfiq The guidance of the heart Whether the person is going to accept or not and that is guidance that can only be given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why Allah mentioned in the Qur'an, la You cannot guide whom you love. The Prophet ﷺ loved that his uncle Abu Talib should be guided, but he was not. And he remained upon disbelief, upon his death. That was where we arrived at. The next section now then, it mentions in the hadith, Ya عِبَادِي كُلُّكُمْ جَائِعٌ إِلَّا مَنْ أَطْعَمْتُهُ O oh my servants, all of you are hungry except for those who I feed. Allah mentions, O oh my servants, all of you are hungry except for those who I feed. الرِّزْقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ جَلَّ وَعَلَى فَهُوَ الرَّزَّاقُ Your sustenance, your provisions, your food, your water, then all of that is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is الرَّزَّاقُ one of the names of Allah, as you hear some people, their name is Razzaq. Al-Razzaq, one of the names of Allah, the one who provides the provisions and the sustenance, the food, the water, the drink. رِزْقُهُ لَجَاعَ النَّاسُ makhluqat. And was it not for the provisions of Allah for us, then the people and the things in creation, they would all be upon thirst. They would all be upon thirst and hunger. They would all be upon hunger. وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَقُومُ بِرِزْقِهَا إِلَيْهَا Minhu مِنْهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sends or He provides the provisions to them and He causes those provisions to arrive at every individual what is allocated for Him. لَيْسَ بِحَوْلِنَا وَلَا قُوَّتِنَا So these provisions and the food and the drink, it is not our own skills or ability that we have achieved this for ourselves. This food and drink and what you eat, all of that is from the blessing of Allah, from the sustenance and rizq of Allah to you. It is not that a person has obtained it through his own intellect or his own ability. That is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a blessing upon every individual. All we are able to do is to carry out the necessary means to be able to achieve the sustenance. Yet it is Allah who will provide you the sustenance in the end. All we can do is carry out the necessary means. So, a person, for example, works. He works in order to obtain some wealth in. Uh relation to the work that he does, so that that wealth he can use to buy the food and the drink, etc. All that a person can do is carry out the means. Make dua to Allah, seek aid and assistance in Allah, go and carry out the work, etc. And then in the end, the sustenance, if it comes to you or not, then that is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All you can do is to go and carry out the means. And that is needed. To carry out the means That is required because if a person truly wants to have tawakkul upon Allah, you truly want to have the tawakkul upon Allah, then it requires that you carry out the means. As for a person who does not carry out the means, then this is not known as tawakkul, it is known as tawakkul, pretending to have tawakkul in Allah. That's like a person who doesn't bother to go and work, he doesn't bother to go and do anything to earn any type of money, or doesn't do any type of work, anything. He just sits at home and he says, my trust is in Allah, the food and the water will appear on the table. That is incorrect. That person has not truly put his dependence and trust in Allah. Truly putting your dependence and trust in Allah, then you take the means, you go and work, and then you say, inshallah ta'ala, you make your dua that the rizq will come to you. You go and do the means that are necessary. Not that a person sits there and then just says the food and water will appear, I have my trust in Allah. That is not the way, that is a pretense of tawakkul. Then also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, يَا عِبَادِي كُلُّكُمْ O oh my servants, all of you are naked. min مِنَ الثَّيَابٍ From the clothes that cover you, and keep you warm and beautify you. You are naked from all of these clothes. فَاسْتَكْسُونِي so seek them from me. إِلَّا man fastaqsuni. Except for those whom I clothe, so seek your clothing from me. All of you are naked, except for those whom I clothe, so seek your clothing from me. And this is another one of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The clothes, and all of the other affairs, the food and the drink that is already mentioned, the clothes that a person wears, the home that a person lives in, and all of these are blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And an individual is required to show his gratitude and thanks to Allah for that. So here now Allah mentions, All of you are naked except for those whom I clothe. So seek that from me and I will clothe you. Then Allah mentions, Ya'ibadi, innakum tukhti'una bil layli wal nahar. O my servants, you make errors, you sin. Day and night, by night and by day, you commit sins and disobedience and errors. As Shaykh al Fawzan says, because this is the nature of a person, it's in the nature of a person that he makes errors and mistakes and sins. That a person makes many errors and mistakes, that's in the nature of a human. And that's why the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned in another hadith, Kullu bani Adam wa That all of the children of Adam, they make error and sin. And the best of those who do that, who make the error and the sin, are the ones who repent. Are the ones who repent to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. فَالْعِبَادُ يُخْطِئُونَ So the Shaykh says, the servants... They make many errors. وَهُمْ بِحَاجَةٍ إِلَىٰ أَنْ يَطْلُبُوا مِنَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ المغفرة لهذه الخطايا. And they are in need of seeking forgiveness from Allah for these sins. The servants, they make many sins and disobedience. And they are in need of seeking forgiveness from Allah for these errors and disobediences and shortcomings. وَلَا أَحَدَ مَعْصُومٌ إِلَّا مَنْ عَصَمَهُ الله. And nobody is safe and protected from ever making any sins, except for whom Allah protects. So the cure is, if you know that you're going to be falling into sin and error, as everybody does, then what's required is that a person continuously seeks forgiveness from Allah. And that's why it says here now, فستغفروني. So seek my forgiveness. I am the one who forgives all of the sins, so seek my forgiveness. That is as Allah mentioned in the Qur'an in Surah Ta'a, وَإِنِّي لَغَفَّارٌ لِمَنْ تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا ثُمَّ اهتدا. And I am most forgiving, I am the one who forgives, the one who repents and he believes and he does the righteous actions, then he is guided. The one who believes and does the righteous actions and has iman and he repents. Taba. The one who repents and believes and does the righteous actions. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He is the most forgiving. Wa min asma'ihi, and from the names of Allah is, al ghafur al-ghaffar. They are from the names of Allah, the most forgiving. Fa huwa subhanahu kathirul maghfira, wasi'ul maghfira. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He forgives a lot. And He is excessive in forgiving. Or uh, He is uh, vast in His forgiving rather. He is vast in His forgiving. لِمَن تَابَ إِلَيْهِ For the one who repents to Him. فَلَا أَحَدَ يُزَكِّي نَفْسَهُ So nobody should praise himself. Nobody should recommend himself, praise himself and say, أنا, أنا تَقِيٌ I'm righteous, I'm pious. You shouldn't think this way about yourself... الطعات, that I do all of the righteous things... And I do so much worship... Nobody should be content with themselves in that way... And to be giving themselves praise in that way... It's a must... There's no doubt... Some error or shortcoming or sin is going to occur from you... All of the slaves... All of the children of Adam... They make mistakes... So therefore... If all of everybody is going to make mistakes... What's required is that they seek the forgiveness from Allah. No matter how pious and righteous you may be, مَهْمَا بَلَغَ مِنَ الصَّلَاحِ وَالْأَعْمَالِ No matter how righteous you are and how many deeds you do, then a person who always seeks the forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking the pardoning and the forgiveness from Allah for the sins that he has committed. Allah mentioned in the Qur'an, Say, my servants who have transgressed against themselves, do not be despondent from the mercy of Allah. Meaning, do not think that the mercy of Allah cannot come to you. Do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Allah says, my servants who have transgressed against themselves, then do not become despondent from the mercy of Allah thinking that the mercy of Allah will not come to you and Allah will not forgive you. Indeed Allah forgives all of the sins. Rahim, Indeed He is the most forgiving and the merciful. There is not a single sin that is outside of the mercy and forgiveness of Allah. Fala tayas So nobody should become depressed or sad thinking that Allah will not forgive his sins. Rather, you do not lose that hope because the one who loses the hope, then he will end up not making repentance. He will end up not bothering to repent and to seek forgiveness if he loses hope. But you do not lose that hope and you know that Allah forgives all of the sins. Even a person who is upon shirk, he seeks repentance from that shirk and forgiveness from it and turns to Islam. And it's all wiped out Al-Islamu Yajubbu qabla. Islam wipes out that which came before it, even if he was upon shirk. So, whatever the sin may be, as long as the person sincerely repents, then Allah is the most forgiving. Then Allah said, Ya <coughs> ibadi, that you will not be able to. Harm me in any way. You will not be able to reach a level where you can harm Allah. And neither will you be able to get to any level where you can benefit Allah. Meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the self-sufficient, not in need of His creation in any way. وَأَشْرَكَ وَعَصَىٰ الله فَإِنَّهُ لَا Allah اللَّهَ جَلَّ وَعَلَىٰ So whoever commits shirk and disbelief and disobedience, it doesn't harm Allah in any way inna He is only harming himself. The one who commits shirk and disobedience, and commits all types of uh, cynic and innovation, then that type of person is not harming Allah, he is only harming himself. That is as Allah mentioned in the Quran, Surah Ibrahim, Allah إن hamid. That if you were to disbelieve and all of the people upon the earth, then Allah is still Ghaniyun Hamid. He is still the, the self sufficient, the one who is most praised, not in need of any of that, not affected by any of that. If all of the people were upon disbelief, it wouldn't harm Allah. So Allah is not in need of our worship and our obedience. Allah is not in need of our worship and our obedience. وَإِنَّمَا أَمَرَنَا بِهَا لِحَاجَتِنَا Rather Allah commanded us with that due to our need to have to worship Him. Not because Allah is in need for us to worship Him, but we are in need to worship Allah. لِحَاجَتِنَا نَحْنُ إِلَيْهَا فَضْلًا مِنْهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ ولن نفعي. Similarly Allah says you will not be able to reach a level to benefit me مَهْمَا فَعَلْكَ الطَّاعَاتُ وَالْحَسَنَاتِ فَإِنَّكَ لَا تَنْفَعُ بِهَا اللَّهُ أو لا تَنْفَعُ اللَّهُ بِهَا نُمَتَحَامَنِي كُدِّدِدِ You do an obedience you do Then you're still not going to be able to benefit Allah in any way فَأَنْتَ الَّذِي بِحَاجَ إِلَيْهَا You're the one in need of that obedience and good deeds Allah is not in need of your obedience and your good deeds لِأَنَّهُ غَنِيًّ عَنْ ذَلِكُ وَإِنَّمَا هَذَا يَرْجِعُ إِلَى الْعَبْدُ طاعته له ومعصيته عليه فالله هو النافع The servant, he is the one who is in need of that obedience to Allah. That is an affair that returns back to the servant. Whether he obeys Allah or he disobeys Allah, that does not affect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it affects the servant himself. That returns back to you, whether you're being obedient or you're being disobedient. Then Allah mentioned, Ya ibadi, O my servants, لو أن أولكم وآخركم If the first of you and the last of you from the very beginning of creation, all the way up until the day of judgment, every single person that ever was, وجنكم, if the very first of you and the last of you, all of those people, and the jinn, all of them, from the beginning to the end, everyone, if they were all, كَانُوا عَلَىٰ أَتْقَى رَجُلٍ وَاحِدٍ مِنْكُمْ If every single one was upon the heart of the most righteous one amongst you, everybody was upon righteousness and piety from the very beginning, all of the humans that ever were and will be up until the Day of Judgment, and all of the jinn, everything, all of them, if they were upon righteousness and piety, مَا زاد ذَلِكَ فِي Allah says, that would not increase in my kingdom in any way. That would not increase the kingdom of Allah in any way. Meaning the worship and the obedience. If every single one from the humans and the jinn were upon it, it still wouldn't benefit Allah in any way. That is not for the benefit of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ جَلَّ وعلا لَا تَنْفَعُهُ طَاعَةَ الْمُطِيعُ because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, He does not benefit from the worship of the slaves. That is not for the benefit of Allah. Allah is sufficient, self-sufficient from that. He does not require that. فَمُلْكُ اللَّهِ تَامٌ لا تَزِيدُهُ طَاعَةُ So the kingdom of Allah is complete and perfect, and it does not require to increase due to the worship of the servants. The obedience of the servants. That does not increase the kingdom of Allah. The kingdom of Allah is complete and perfect. Then Allah mentioned, لَوْ أَنَّ أَوَّلَكُمْ وَآخِرَكُمْ وَإِنسَكُمْ وَجِنَّكُمْ كَانُوا عَلَىٰ قَلْبِ رَجُلٍ مِنْكُمْ The opposite. If the first of you and the last of you from the beginning to the day of judgment, the jinn and the humans, every single one, if you were all upon the worst heart of one of you, upon the most evil way, disobedient way, every single one, then uh, Allah mentions that would not decrease, that would not decrease in the kingdom of Allah in any way. If every single person was upon the worst heart of an individual, مَا نَقَصَ ذَلِكَ شَيْئًا then it would not decrease from the kingdom of Allah in any way. So no matter if every single one was upon disobedience, it wouldn't affect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of that shows that our worship and our obedience, then it's for us. It's for our own good, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then rewards us upon from His mercy. That is not for the benefit of Allah that we worship and we obey. Rather that returns to us. It is your choice to worship and obey or to disobey and be sinful. That is something that returns back to the servants and it does not increase or decrease the kingdom of Allah, whether you obey or disobey. That is for your own good. And the end result that will occur on the day of judgment as a consequence of your actions. <coughs> then Allah said, Ya anna awwalakum wa wa insakum wa jinnakum qamu fi wahid If all of you again, the jinn and the humans, from the beginning to the end, to the day of judgment, every single one, Jinn and humans, if you were all stood on one place, you were all stood on one place, on one plane of land, and everyone made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single person, every single jinn, human from the beginning to the end. All of them in one place. And they all made dua to Allah. And Allah gave every single one what they were asking for and if I was to give every single person what they ask for then it mentions in the narration that would not that would not decrease in my kingdom in any way that would not decrease what is with Allah in the dominion of Allah in any way uh The Shaykh mentions, despite the fact that there are so many people, if you consider how many people there are from the beginning of time to the Day of Judgment, all of the humans, all of the jinn, despite there being so many, if Allah was to give every single person what they wanted, it would not decrease the dominion of Allah in any way, shape or form. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions at the end, uh, Ya ibadi, إِنَّمَا هِيَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ أُحْسِيْهَا لَكُمْ ثُمَّ أُوَفِيكُمْ إِيَاها Then Allah mentions that these are your actions that you do, and I hold them accountable to you and reward you or give you the recompense upon them. These actions, this obedience that you do, and that is your actions and your obedience. That Allah will hold in account and then give you your due recompense upon your actions that we discussed already regarding the weighing scales. The weighing scales on the day of judgment and the good deeds and the bad deeds and the books that everybody will be given with the good deeds and the bad deeds. These are as Allah says here now, your actions. This is your obedience and you will be given your rightful recompense upon them. اَيْ لَيْسَ لَكُمْ إِلَّا أَعْمَالُكُمْ So here Allah is saying, you don't have anything else other than your own actions. Your actions are what are going to count. أَلَّتِي تَعْمَلُونَهَا مِنْ خَيْرٍ أَوْ These actions that you do from goodness and righteousness and from evil. Allah will not punish anybody upon anything other than His own actions. You will not be punished for the actions of others, but for your own actions. فَلَا يُنَعْمُ اللَّهُ الْكَافِرِ وَيُعَذِّبُ الْمُؤْمِنِ هَذَا لَا يليق به سبحانه. So Allah would not give blessings to a kafir and punish the believer. That is not suitable. الْأُمُورَ في مواضعها. Rather everything will be placed in its rightful place. يُعَذِّبُ الْكَافِرِ So the disbeliever will be punished. And Allah will give blessings to the believer. فَضْلًا مِنْهُ وَإِحْسَانًا وَعَدْلًا وَكَرَمًا مِنْهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ And that is from the virtue of Allah and the, uh, the justice of Allah and the mercy of Allah, the generosity of Allah upon the servants, that they will be given their due recompense in terms of the reward and the blessings for what they did. إنما That's why Allah says, indeed they are but your actions. They are your actions, your obedience. That's what you'll be accountable upon. The Sheikh then says, فهذا دليل على أن الجزاء إنما يكون على لا بالنسب ولا بالجاه ولا The Sheikh says, this Hadith therefore proves to you. That your reward at the end, your recompense at the end, your accountability will be upon your actions, will be upon your actions. It will not be upon your relations to other people. If you have links or relations to people or you have status or you have other types of uh, position or rank, those types of things will not determine your accountability. Your accountability will be determined upon your actions. And that is why Allah mentioned, Inna akramakum inda Allah atkakum. That the best of you, the most honorable of you with Allah, is the most pious. The one who is upon the piety, i.e., fulfilling the obedience to Allah, and refraining and staying away, abstaining from the disobedience. That is what's required of an individual. That is what Allah says, that the most honorable of you is the one who is the most pious. Not the one who has the station and the rank and the position in society. The most honorable is the one who is upon piety, fulfilling the obedience and abstaining from the disobedience. So there is no other way the shaykh says you can get the mercy of Allah other than through your actions and your obedience. وَلَا تُعَذَّبُ إِلَّا عَلَىٰ عَمَلِكَ and you will not be punished except upon your own doing. Your own actions and your own disobedience. Qala ta'ala, وَلَا تُجْزَوْنَ إِلَّا مَا كُنْتُمْ In Surah Yasin Allah says, You will not be given your recompense except upon what you used to do. لَا تُجْزَوْنَ إِلَّا مَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ You will not be given your recompense except upon what you used to do. Upon your own actions, your own deeds. فَعَلَيْكَ أَنْ تَهْتَمَّ بِعَمَلِكَ So it is upon you to give importance to your actions. It is upon you to give importance to the deeds that you do. Because that is the criteria, the focal point upon which your happiness or your distress and grief will be based upon. That's where your end recompense, your reward or punishment will be based upon. And that's why when Allah said, That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds all of those accountable, holds all of those in account, all of the deeds. That is as we know, there are angels that write down all of that which you do. The angels, they write down all of that which you do. وَهَذِهِ الْعِنَايَةَ مِنْهُ بِأَعْمَالِ آدْمِ دَلِيلٌ عَلَىٰ فَضْلِهِ وَرَحْمَتِهِ بِهِمْ And this is an evidence upon the mercy of Allah upon us. That all of the deeds that you do, they are recorded. No matter how small, you may do a very small good deed and forget about it. But it will be recorded in the books. And it will be in your good accountability on the day of judgment. So this all shows the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the justice that all of your deeds, good and bad, it will be recorded. That is the justice and the mercy of Allah upon an individual. Otherwise, like we've said, Allah is not in need of your deeds or your actions. But they are recorded for your own benefit. That is what your accountability will be upon. Then Allah says at the end, Thumma iyaha. Then you will be given your due recompense upon them you'll be given either the reward or the punishment upon your actions. Whether it is good reward or whether it is bad punishment, you will be given that end result on that day, on the day of judgment, in accordance to all of the accountability that you have. It mentions in the Quran that some of the deeds, ونسو, that Allah had it written down and recorded even though they forgot about it. Maybe they themselves forgot about certain things, but they will all be written and recorded in the books of the deeds, and nothing will be forgotten or lost. annaka <laughs> faalta Maybe the Shaykh says, you'll forget. You may forget that you do certain things like you never did it, you don't remember. Yet, it is written down, and you will find it on the Day of Judgment. And you will be faced with it on the Day of Judgment. You will be faced with those deeds on the Day of Judgment. So now is the opportunity to repent from any sinning or wrongdoing or any oppression to anyone else because on the day of judgment the shaykh says wājihu, al You will be faced with all of those deeds of yours on the day of judgment. لِنَفْسِكَ وَلَا تُغَامِرْ بِهَا عَنْكَ Don't think the sheikh says that you are neglected. Everything is written down and everything is recorded. وَلَا تَظُنَّ أَنَّمَا مِنْ أَحَدٍ يَتَمَكَّنُ مِنْكَ بَلْ أَنْتَ تَحْتَ نَظَرِ اللَّهِ And do not think that you are in some sort of power or authority and nobody can do anything to you. Rather you are under Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala under the knowledge of Allah and all of your deeds are recorded and you are accountable for them. That's just like it mentions in the Quran. مَا إِلَّا رَقِيبٌ عتيد. That a person doesn't say a single word except that the angels are there, the recording. Then right at the end Allah says, Faman خَيْرًا so whomsoever finds goodness whomsoever finds goodness, the good reward in the end, Falyah Then let him praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يقول, he should not say this is min kasbi. That this is from my own expertise and my skills and I got this for myself. I did all of this good result and reward for myself. I earned it. A person should not think in that way. Should not think in that way. Rather he thanks Allah for the blessing of Allah upon him. For having been guided to the truth. And being made firm upon the truth. And being given that success to worship Allah. A person he thanks Allah and shows his gratitude to Allah. Is the one who finds goodness. فَمَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا فَلْيَحْمَدِ اللَّهِ Whomsoever finds goodness in the end, then thank Allah. وَمَنْ وَجَدَ ذَلِكِ And whomsoever finds other than that, if you find in the end that your end result is not goodness, فَلَا يَلُومَنَّ إِلَّا نَفْسَهِ Then the hadith says, do not blame anybody other than yourself. This is the hadith Qudsi. If you find in the end your result is bad, then do not blame anyone else other than yourself. So this is not an excuse that people, they say now, my friends, but they do this and they do that. Then leave those friends, leave those people, and don't accompany such evil people if they are causing you to do evil and sins. Accompany the righteous, accompany Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, keep them as your unity and your congregation. Leave off of the company that causes you to go astray, and to cause you to sin, Because then when you find your end result, this hadith says, do not blame anybody else other than yourself. Don't blame anyone else other than yourself. Because everything will be as a consequence of your own actions. So it's upon you to blame yourself, the shaykh says. Because this is what you put forward for yourself. This is what you have put forward for yourself. So do not say that this is oppression or that I did not do this or I did not deserve this. You will not be able to make any excuse of that nature. Everything you do, then it will be exactly in accordance to the deeds and the actions that you did. So then the sheikh says at the end, This is a great narration, with a great rank and station to it. كَانَ السَّلَفُ وَيَخَافُونَ مِنْهُ إِذَا The Salaf used to consider this to be a great narration. And they used to fear when they used to read this narration. لَأَنَّهُ دَقِيقُ الْمَعَانِيُ Because it has very precise meanings. وَاضِح, very clear. لَا يَحْتَاجُ إِلَى تَعَبْ فِي فَهْمِهِ You don't need to tire yourself out in understanding this hadith. It's very clear. The guidance is from Allah. So seek the guidance from Allah. Forgiveness is from Allah, so seek your forgiveness from Allah. The deeds that you do, you'll be held accountable for them. They are not going to increase the kingdom of Allah or decrease the kingdom of Allah. They are for you. Your actions, your deeds that you are held accountable upon. So whomsoever finds goodness, praise Allah. And whomsoever finds evil, then do not blame anyone other than yourself. So the Shaykh says, it's not like it needs a very great level of detail to understand. (laughs) كُلُّ يَفْهَمُهُ الْعَامِ وَالْمُتَعَلِّمُ the commoners and the educated ones they understand this narration and what it means now. Wa huwa Allahi ala and it is an evidence from Allah upon His servants. Wa Abu Idris al Khawlani hadith, jafa And it is mentioned that Abu Idris al Khawlani, if he read this hadith, he would collapse upon his knees. This is the manner that the salaf they were. Uh, the salaf prior to that, it is mentioned that they used to fear when reading this narration, due to what it mentions regarding the statements of the actions, that your actions are for yourself. They are for your accountability. They are not going to benefit Allah or increase the kingdom of Allah. Neither are they going to decrease from the kingdom of Allah if you disobey. And neither will you be able to blame anyone else. Rather it will be said, blame yourself, no one else, for what your end result is. So it's a great narration, the hadith Qudsi. And that's where we'll conclude upon that, the end of that hadith. And insha'Allah then, next time we'll begin with the next narration. Hadith uh, number 25. The hadith of Abu Thar. Radhi anhu, insha'Allah ta'ala, next week at the same time, 7.30pm. So we'll conclude there unless there's any questions. He makes a mistake on an open
1: platform.
0: Mm. How should he repent, or should he not repent? Because people, some people, saw everyone makes mistakes. No, if somebody makes a mistake openly, whether it's a da'i or otherwise, if it's an open mistake, an open error, and the people they all heard that, and maybe other people may be influenced by that, affected by that, uh, maybe somebody is giving a lecture and he says something completely wrong, says something wrong against the Quran and the Sunnah, and somebody highlights it to him, there was a slip of the tongue there, or you you made some mistake there, or you misquoted there, then that should be rectified and clarified. Not that you say silent and say, well, everybody makes mistakes. If you are aware of the mistake, and you made it publicly, and people may be affected by that, they may follow that, then you clarify to them. You clarify publicly. That's why with the error and the sin, they talk about, the scholars mention the people of innovation and deviance, if their error and sin was public, then they need to make a public repentance, or a a, a public retraction. They need to make a public retraction, so that all of those people who followed them in that misguidance, now realize, okay, that was wrong, he's accepted it was wrong, so we're not supposed to do that then. Everybody needs to realize then. And this you see from the manners of the scholars, you see this from the manners of the scholars, that if they say something, maybe a slip of the tongue, maybe a misquote, and if they are made aware, that that was a misquote, or that was a slip of the tongue, and did you mean this instead? When they realized, that the scholars in their lessons, they used to clarify that previously we mentioned X, Y, and Z, but that was a mistake and we were alerted by someone and we realized, yes, it is actually like this or that. And then they clarify in the lessons. That was heard. We've heard that ourselves from the scholars doing that. Clarifying if they made an error or a slip of the tongue. And there's no harm in that. There's no shame in that. That is from the goodness and the iman of a person that he realizes if he's made a mistake alhamdulillah no problem a slip of the tongue occurs or an error may occur but once you are told about that you are made aware of it and you realize then you return to the truth you have sincerity you repent you return to the truth and you clarify I have a question from mm. last week somebody somebody Making du'a and making reference to things, there are certain things that are mentioned you can do. For example, you can make reference to the names of Allah. When making a du'a, you can make reference to the names of Allah. Like these names we now just mention, Al-Ghafar, Al-Ghafoor. If you want to seek forgiveness from Allah, then mention in your du'a the names of Allah. Oh Allah, the Ghafar, the Ghafur. Mention those names in the du'a when you're seeking forgiveness. That's a type of wasila. You're mentioning the names of Allah that have the meaning of forgiving. You mention those names because you're seeking forgiveness. That is allowed. It's mentioned in some narrations that you can mention the good deeds. If you've done some obedience and some good deeds, then as a consequence of this obedience and good deeds, or you mention that obedience and good deeds as a reference within your dua, like it's mentioned about the people in the cave, that they mention one of them he uh, refrained from the uh, illicit act, and the other one he was obedient to his parents. They mention these types of things from their deeds as a reference in their dua. That type of thing is allowed, as for making references to the Prophet Sallam, essentially what they require then is intercession. What they want then when they do that, they want intercession in their dua from the Prophet And that isn't correct. That isn't correct to do in that way now. To make your dua and seek reference and intercession via the Prophet Sallam. That is incorrect. What's mentioned in the sunnah, things like that mentioned in the names of Allah, your deeds, as a reference in your du'a, but as for mentioning the names of the prophets and seeking it via them, thinking get more barakah and intercession via them, that isn't the way to make du'a, neither is it mentioned in the sunnah to do that. So that is not a correct wasila. So believe it, there. Inshallah, next week at 7.30.